Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. You can die by during your peers. Electricity shall not be passed through your body until you are dead. An update from the John and Ken Execution Desk. Here's John and Ken. John Cobell, Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app on uh, primary election day. Uh, the polls are open till 8 o'clock. So go vote only if you know what you're doing. If you don't know what you're doing, please stay home. And the and good news is very few people are voting, so maybe that can make a difference mm-hmm. if we get the informed mm-hmm. to yes. vote. Be informed, uh, but not the woke, please. You woke people, you, you, you've had your chance. Please stay home as well. Yeah, so Rick Caruso for mayor and Sheriff V, reelected as L.A. County Sheriff. You see the voter guide on our website. Uh, the wheel spins and it lands on Arizona. Tomorrow, there may be an Arizona execution. It would be the first since 2014. And the person that's going to be executed is a man by the name of Frank Atwood. He is 66 years old. Uh, he was sentenced in 1987 for the kidnapping and murder of an eight-year-old girl by the name of Vicki Lynn Hoskinson. And the, well, we would have probably covered this if the execution does happen tomorrow. As I understand, I think he's been turned aside uh, by appeals courts. But we're talking about this because a listener by the name of Barry emailed us and said, I grew up in Brentwood. I, John, I believe that's your Brentwood. Uh, yeah, no, I, I checked. It is It is uh, the L.A. Brentwood. Because When another I was one 10 up in years the... old, I testified as a witness in court against this monster, Frank Atwood, for molesting a four-year-old neighbor girl. So 
this fits perfectly into you know we do have an execution desk we cover executions around the country this certainly is is evil my god have you seen the photos of this frank atwood with the beard and the dead-eyed stare and that's a really uh yeah he's uh, yeah so he's from los angeles Damn. Uh, apparently he's lived in a few places but he was here uh, back uh, years ago oh jay was not the only psycho out of brentwood uh let's get uh, barry on and uh, hear his story barry how are you great uh good afternoon guys uh, yeah i grew up in in um the Brentwood. It wasn't the uh, rich part of Brentwood. It was probably the upper middle class area. But uh, anyways, this uh, Frank Atwood was a neighbor, and um, he's about five years older than me, I believe. And I testified against him when I uh, witnessed him go into a backyard, and he had a young lady disrobe. Uh, We weren't told what happened, but I was the witness who did that, along with another uh, neighbor boy. And we uh, had to go to court. We were all we were pretty scared back then, of course. But uh, and it was, was a four-year-old. It was a four-year-old. He had a four-year-old take off her clothes. Yes. And he's about and, fifteen, uh, we think, right? Yeah. At the time, I believe he was fifteen, and uh, he seemed to like to hang out with uh, kids uh, about mm. half his age. You know, that was well, that was the thing. That's, so, that's a terrible. To be son. a pedophile is horrible, but to be a pedophile murderer, no, no, which no. apparently is what he is. Those guys oh ought God. to be locked up on site. You see a 15-year-old hanging out with uh, little girls, right away you get the wagon and take them away. Cause that's... Did you, now, what happened with that case, Barry? Okay, so first of all, it was a juvenile case, right? We know yeah. about juvenile cases. Those, those don't really roll over into the adult uh, arena. They right. kind of get sealed. So, um, so basically, he... Uh, he was convicted of that and uh, had to do something. And then I think right before he was 18, he was arrested for molesting a girl. He knocked her over on her bicycle and and started molesting her. Uh, and, and something happened. And they sent him off to Atascadero State Prison for three years. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you have to remember, this isn't a time when they thought they could rehabilitate people. <laughs> They apparently Psychology. still do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that idea has never gone away. Can never, yeah, rehabilitate evil. Good luck. Well, so, of course, it, if you read all the dockets, because I got, kind of got a little bit of an interest on this whole case, but the docket said that, uh, unfortunately, we were not able to rehabilitate him, so we decided to parole him, California did. <laughs> Are you serious? It actually says that, or you're just interpreting it? No, 100%. It's in the docket. <laughs> Wow! No, so, no. So they, so they, so they parole this guy. He gets out, and what does he do? He goes to San Diego, kidnaps a six-year-old boy, molests the boy, uh, gets incarcerated for three or four years, and then, of course, California paroles Released him again. Him. Wow! Right. Then he goes down to Arizona. He violates his parole. Goes down to Arizona and is trolling, you know, little kids and. Thank God there was a school teacher or something that took down a license plate, and uh, and they were able to catch him down there. But it was it's it, yeah. it's a tragic case. But you know, thank God this guy wrote this license plate down, and uh, we were able to stop this. You know, this whole this whole thing stopped. If 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 he wasn't stopped, you know, who knows what would have happened to him? Yeah, Vicky Lynn Hoskinson was the name of the eight year old girl in uh, Pima County. That's uh, in the Tucson area. In Arizona. He got sentenced in 1987 for her kidnapping and her murder. 
And yeah, it says here he was uh, eventually arrested in Texas. Is that what happened? Uh, apparently so. You know, he he went on the run and uh, his car broke down, so he called his his parents, who, by the way, were fairly well off. Uh, his father uh, was the guy who created the whole cable TV system. He, he was a U.S. Army general, part of the Signal Corps, was in World War II, was a very well-decorated guy. And it wasn't bad parenting with this guy. And I'd, I'd ask my mother, why is that? And she says, well, sometimes God makes lemons. And that's <laughs> unfortunate. Yeah. You know. Yeah, sometimes you're born uh, a psycho. Yeah, and this is this is so he's pure evil. He's a sociopath, and um, obviously he could not be rehabilitated. Um, I think the best thing would have been just to put him in the general population, and he would have been gone within a day or two. Yeah, yeah, he's been appealing this execution, and I just saw a story that the uh, state's death penalty procedures would violate his constitutional rights against cruel and unusual punishment by subjecting him to unimaginable pain. Now, here's the twist. It says here he has a degenerative spinal condition that's left him in a wheelchair. So if they take him on a gurney and put him on a crane lying on his back, that would cause him extreme mm. pain even before he gets mm. lethally ejected, you see? Yeah. Well, you have, you have to understand this guy draws straws from everywhere, and he, he's highly intelligent, okay? Uh, he, he has a master's degree, which he earned in prison, uh, along with another degree. Uh, of course, he's married, right? Oh, um, no. Yeah, just just it's a, it's an amazing. He's a true manipulator of the system. He's he's like I said, he's very bright. He has very high IQ. Do you remember him as a kid? Oh yeah, very much so. What was he like? Uh, well, well, they considered him the neighborhood bully. He was, uh, you know, all of a sudden your bicycle would be missing, right? Yeah. And and then you find it the next morning down the end of the block uh, with the tires flat because maybe. Uh, he didn't let him borrow it or something like that. Uh, it was just all these things. And then one day, hey, Frank, where's your dog? And he says, oh, well, he, he died. I, I was playing with a knife and I tripped. I mean, so this, is, this is, oh, yeah. Just go uh, on again, and on animal it. torturers and animal yeah. killers. Yeah. See I, they end. I'm right. telling you, it's the same guy over and over again. Yeah. And you can pick them out when they're very young. You just have to yeah. take action. I mean, people, people should be aware of that. They should really you know, keep an eye open for these kinds of little signals because these people are out there there's not a lot of them fortunately but they're there yeah well barry we really thank you for coming on and telling your story and uh by all we can tell this is going to move forward tomorrow you think i i you know i haven't really followed all the details but apparently i just read a news article that yes indeed that's going to happen you know? all right well th uh, thank you for coming on that's a fascinating story you're quite welcome guys have a great right. day that's a listener named barry who emailed us saying that uh he grew up in the Brentwood area, West L.A. there, and when he was 10 years old, he testified as a witness in court against a man by the name of Frank Atwood for molesting a four-year-old mm. neighbor girl. Then you heard Barry explain how he quickly went through the justice system, and it turns out that he eventually murdered an eight-year-old girl in Arizona and faces execution tomorrow. Someday will the world accept that these bad, evil seeds cannot be rehabilitated, and the first time you catch them... You put him away for life. Now ah, you kill him. Period. Kill him. Kill him. <laughs> Just get him. Get him off. There are countries the in the world that if you, the first time they caught him Just, was molesting a four-year-old, they'd kill him. There's no reason. Even if he's only 15. <laughs> you can't fix whatever damage there is inside the brain. Many of them are born with the damage. And you, you have to kill them or at least lock them up forever.
Uh, and I don't know when the world's going to learn because what this story goes back uh, 50 years ago. Yeah, 1984 was the murder. That, uh, yeah. Barry is from the story oh, from yeah, the 70s. That, that story's from the 70s. Yeah. All right, Johnny Kent show. Yeah, go vote. Yeah, yeah only if you're going to vote the right way, though. Well, if you're woke, don't vote. Okay, I don't know how many wokesters we have, but I, sure. there, there might be a few who listen just to get angry. So, oh, there are. Yeah. They email us every day. Sure. All right. So, so please, don't I don't vote. understand it, but sure. you you made your point. You destroyed the city. Uh, congratulations. Okay, <laughs> we, we did it your way, and uh, everything is uh, gone to hell. All right. So just be be proud of what you've done. <laughs> now, please go away and stop voting, and maybe move out of the city so you don't get tempted to vote again. We've been talking about evil a lot today. We're just talking about the possibility, the strong possibility there'll be an execution tomorrow in Arizona of a former California resident named Frank Atwood who murdered an eight-year-old girl in that state and faces lethal injection. Of course, the most current awful evil was in Uvalde, Texas, where a gunman, an 18-year-old, killed 19 children and two teachers. What has come out of that since then, and it took a couple of days, was what the hell were the police doing? The school district police, the Uvalde police. It took them 75 minutes to breach the classroom and kill the shooter. Who knows during that time how much damage he did. We are now going to hear from Arnulfo Reyes, who's a teacher who survived the shooting. He was on Good Morning America. Here's part of what he said. This morning, Arnulfo Reyes, the fourth grade teacher in room 111 at Robb Elementary School, telling his story for the first time as he recovers in the hospital. It was our typical morning and, um, you know, we ate breakfast together. Reyes says May 24th started like any other day, except the students were celebrating. It was going to be a good day because it was going to be our day of awards. While some students went home after the ceremony, 11 from his class stayed behind. They were watching a movie when all of a sudden gunfire rang out. The kids started asking out loud, uh, Mr. Reyes, what is going on? And I said, I don't know what's going on, um, but let's go ahead and get under the table. Uh, get under the table and act like you're asleep. Um, as they were doing that and I was gathering them under the table and told them to act like they were going to sleep is about the time when I turned around and saw him standing there. Reyes shot twice, a bullet hitting him in the arm and lung and a separate one striking his back. The 17-year teaching veteran hitting the ground. I told myself, I told my kids to act like I'm there asleep, so I'm going to act like I'm asleep also. While the horror was unfolding, parents outside begging for police to save their children. You know that they're kids, right? They're little kids. They don't know how to defend themselves. Did you feel abandoned in that moment by police, by the people who are supposed to protect you? Absolutely. After everything, I get more angry because you have a bulletproof vest. I had nothing. None of Reyes's 11 students survived the shooting. He also lost two of his co-workers and friends, but he's making it his mission to honor the lives lost. The only thing that I know that I will not let these children and my co-workers die in vain. That's from uh, Good Morning America, and that is a teacher at the uh, elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, who did... <laughs> 
survived the shooting but lost a number of his students. Boy, you hear that. It's just... Uh, the way it's described, <clears throat> Ramos entered the school through an exterior door at 11.33 a.m., immediately began shooting into room 111 or room 112, two classrooms connected by a Jack and Jill-style bathroom. Reyes was shot twice. <clears throat> That's the teacher there. One bullet hit his arm and lung, and another one struck his back. And then, as you heard him say, he acted like he was asleep. He said in room 112, a student yelled out, Officer, officer, we're in here, we're in here. The shooter stood up behind the desk and he walked over there and he shot over there again. Yeah, he killed uh, that kid. He killed that kid. Yeah, I, boy, um, it's got to be, there's got to be a, uh, like a better method than just hiding under the desk and pretending you're asleep. That obviously doesn't work. I was going to say the opposite. I've seen a number of stories of children who did that and they survived. Because if he's in there for 75 minutes, if you do anything else, like move, he's going to kill you. But he might assume that you're already dead and you're not yeah, worth he, the bullets. He hadn't shot anybody yet, though. In that room? Like, you can play dead after he sprayed some shots, but he came in there fresh. He hadn't killed anyone yet. And so everybody's a sitting duck under the under Yeah, the, but uh, Reyes desk. did get shot twice and then pretended he was dead and he's alive. Right. The but teacher the, the, was shot twice. The, yeah, I know, but the 11 kids weren't. The 11 kids were all killed. Well, they probably couldn't fake it as well as an adult is part of my thinking. Uh, well, I don't think well, you have any. What other options do you have? You're going to get up and storm the gunman? I don't think that's going to work. You're well, going to they, try to they, find an exit and get well, shot in the back? Well, they. Well, I, you don't really have I, a lot of options well, when you're trapped the, the, in a the, classroom. The worst option is you're sitting under the desk and he walks in and he starts picking everybody off because th th there's no chance of dodging a bullet there there's no chance about running it or creating any kind of any kind of confusion you know i think these classrooms need to have uh other doors like a, like a door that leads outside or a safe room yeah i mean it it where you can really lock yourself in there no windows like, you, and know, bolted you know and bulletproof like the, and... The, the side window which is usually at the opposite end of where the door is maybe there should be a door that leads to the outside yeah, and because I don't know that that I just I just found that description that he told really to be chilling. It's like oh my god, they're all just sitting there, and he was going by and blowing them all away. Well, the idea was that the police stormed the room seventy five minutes I, earlier. I don't, I don't know. Some of them definitely would have lived. How how could they? How could they not go in? There is just un. I did this. That the question will just never be answered. As to why you wouldn't go in. All of them. All of them. Dozens and dozens of police. All right. We got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. You can vote if you know what you're doing and you vote properly. Uh, the polls are open until 8 o'clock tonight. Vote for Rick Caruso for L.A. mayor if you live in L.A. Otherwise, he's not on your ballot, so it'll make no sense. <laughs> vote for Michael Schellenberger as the governor of California. Uh, running against... Uh, the empty head. Vote for Sheriff V. Sheriff Nueva. Definitely vote for Sheriff Nueva. V for victory. At the moment, he's the only guy we've got. Pretty much in all the whole county, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to talk about that in a moment. We will be talking about the uh, migrant caravan that's headed this way. It is huge. And uh, it's all to celebrate this dopey summit of the Americas, which is just clogging up traffic in the downtown. The summit of Americas. The summit of gas bags. But uh, the following... Speaking of Sheriff Villanueva, is not from The Onion. It is not satire. It may sound like satire. It is not. 
as you know, Steve Gregory <laughs> got a hold of a video of all the violence and mayhem on Los Angeles County's metro system. That's the buses and trains. Sheriff V, of course, has got his guys out there, his special transit security deputies who are working on trying to calm all the criminals or all the crime that's occurring on the buses and subways. So having said that, I will read you the headline from a press release from Metro. TSA honors Metro with gold standard award for transit security and emergency preparedness programs. Not a joke, as Biden would say, not a joke. This came out on June 3rd, 2022. The TSA honored the L.A. County Metropolitan Transportation Authority, otherwise known as Metro, with the prestigious gold standard award today, one of only six transit agencies nationwide to receive this recognition this year. Is I mean, is this hard to believe or what? <laughs> with what we saw in that video and yeah. the fact that Let's nobody's see. riding the trains and buses because it's full of criminals and homeless, they get an award? We saw people getting stabbed. We saw people getting shot. We saw a woman get raped. And that, there's another video which shows a guy being set on fire twice by a homeless person. Twice. Yeah. This is top <laughs> security or... And remember, the Metro also has its own security force. And then there's the sheriff's deputies who do patrol some of the system. But uh, 17 categories of security and emergency preparedness elements. Uh, the emergency <laughs> plan includes training, drills, public outreach efforts, and background check public procedures. outreach. Did anybody outreach that woman who had the uh, whatever fuel she had to light that guy on fire twice? What was the outreach going on there? What was the security training? What were the drills? They the have been recognized for their leadership in mass transit security, said TSA Assistant Administrator Sonia Proctor. This is complete with her actually giving the award to Metro CEO Stephanie N. Wiggins. There's an actual photo that came to the press release. Mrs. Wiggins. Mrs. Wiggins got the award. <laughs> uh, you can't make this up. <laughs> the Metro. And then Hilda Solis celebrates it in a quote. Well, We're she... so proud to receive our first gold standard award. <laughs> she knows that. The videos out there that, you know, thousands saw the video of the people getting stabbed and shot and raped. And ah, but there's a hint I, in her quote. Did you read her quote? This serves as a testament towards our commitment to protecting Metro passengers from terrorism. Terrorism? So she looks at that video and says, well, that's just common street crime. That's not yeah, terrorism. That would be, uh, you know, people want to blow up the trains to because they're against our government or... That kind of security. But she's, she's just, and she's probably going to win the primary today. Oh, I forgot she's up for re-election she's too. She's up for re-election. I, this is just so dispiriting. It really is so sad. So one useless agency, the TSA, gives an award to another useless agency, Metro. When Metro has buses and trains that travel all day carrying criminals, sex offenders. The homeless, uh, psychotics, mental patients, and, and drug Wasn't addicts. Wasn't that the big story the last year? That the ridership is so down because it's just homeless people. Well, no one wants to ride it. They don't feel safe. Right. And How could you write a story like that and then they give Metro an award for security? And nobody pays. How does that happen? I, well, well, why this is, is all, really opposite land. The whole world's a joke. How many people had to be involved in, in doing the analysis? 
and having meetings to decide which agencies are going to get the awards this year. Right? They had to send they had to have a team like analyze all the security plans and the drills. They had to send people over here to look at all the psychotic vagrants. Wiggins actually says we will continue to make security our number one priority. <laughs> ah. They all say that. Every time somebody gets killed in a public environment, whoever's in charge of the public environment says, well, our safety, the safety of our customers is our highest priority. Can we forward the, the, that video that Steve got a hold of to Stephanie Wiggins? We are going to keep our transit customers safe, she says. Would you like to review this video, this two and a half minute, whatever it was, compilation of violence on the Metro and God. tell us how that's keeping people safe? Wouldn't you, I wish there was a video billboard, right, where we could put a message, congratulations to Metro on getting uh, the uh, Gold Standard Safety Award from the TSA. And meantime, run that two and a half minute video over and over again. That's right, underneath. Of, of, of the shooting and the stabbing and the rape over and over and over again. All right, when we come back, we'll tell you about the latest caravan of migrants that want to come to the United States. They sense an opportunity. Supposedly it's timed into this uh, dopey summit of the Americas, which is happening in L.A. Yeah, how'd uh, that we'll... go today? Any breaking news? Anyone find any root causes? Well, guess what? In relation to this story, guess who's about to unveil the big plan to help the Central American economies? Kamala Harris. It's all coming up. All right. Is it us? Maybe we're crazy. Maybe all this makes sense to everyone else, and it's just the two of us. That have lost a screw. John and Ken, KFI. Uh, last segment, we told you that the TSA <laughs> handed the Gold Standard Award to Metro, which runs the uh, buses and the trains in this LA County. This is LA County Metro, yeah. Yeah, and uh, for for uh, security. <laughs> for its, it's not a not a joke. <laughs> not a joke, says Biden. Uh, even though we've all seen uh, all the horrible stories, we've seen the video that Steve Gregory publicized of uh, the shooting and the stabbing and the uh, raping that goes on at L.A. metro stations and the buses and trains. Well, he heard us talking about it, and he had some background information. Uh, th there was actually an award ceremony? Yeah, there was an award ceremony at the metro building at One Gateway Plaza. <laughs> For them to receive For this. this. And the TSA and TSA administrator was there. All the mucky mucks <laughs> were there. The executives were there. They really made a big to-do about it. Now, it was characterized to me by someone who was there, someone with knowledge of the story, uh, that uh, the people that are actually responsible for keeping that system safe were mm -hmm. kept in the back, you know, by the bathrooms and by the kitchen. That would be law enforcement. Yeah, yeah, law enforcement. Be kept away in the back back there while all the suits were up front, you know, uh, uh -huh. patting each other on the back. <laughs> and, you know, and plotting themselves for being so secure when at the same time, then they've got this public safety advisory committee that doesn't want the cops on the trains. <laughs> right. Oh, and, it's true. And right. then you have all this, all these atrocious incidents happening. Yeah. Now, see, and and make a clear distinction. And I think you were talking about that too. I think Ken, you said the hint in there is that uh, this is based on terrorism because uh -huh. the TSA. Yeah, Department that was Hilda Solis's yeah, statement. Yeah. So right. homeless Homeland Security. So this award is based on sort of mass incident, right? Uh, mass attack. And and but, how do you judge that though? Just because it didn't happen? Well, it's like <laughs> think about it. How do you give a motel a Best Western its five star rating? Well, basically, Continental customers love it. Check. Yeah. Coffee, <laughs> check. 
You know, when you look at uh, the, the oh the, right, you're right because that, that a lot of people don't know that that you get that star rating based on the amenities you offer. Right, based it, on the, the stuff that that you yeah. have. It's a checklist now. If you look at, you know, if they were to go back and get, let's say, the National Police Association or the National Sheriff's Association Award for safe transit, that might be a different story. Right. Yeah, but it's not, it's not, uh, remember now, let's be clear, it's not, as, it's not okay. meant to be a deficiency against law enforcement. No, no, no. But if, if, if they can't stop a woman from setting a man on fire in a train, how are they stopping a terrorism attack? Well, and, and I don't like, know the criteria for because, this particular rating, but to your answer, and here's the thing, you're not going to, even on planes, it's not 100%. People get right. stuff on planes all the time. So wait, wait, this is just for the paperwork they've submitted about their you know, security plan or their evacuation plan? Sure. I mean, if you think about it. Um, but they actually haven't done anything. They didn't thwart any. Uh, no, and wouldn't you wouldn't you think by now that the metro is looking for ways to sort of solidify on the executive side to solidify their secure status? Don't you think it's like, uh, you know, we don't win awards here unless we enter. Mm -hmm. So it's not something that they showed up and knocked on the door and said, "Hey, you guys are doing a great job. We want to give you an award." Right. You have to ask right. for the award. You have to ask for the award. Right. So they applied to get this. Mm, yeah. It's, it's the it's, first time they said they're proud they got it. Yeah, the first they're time. proud, and because you know this is, and they're going to milk this thing. <laughs> right now, but, but most the yeah, public but all is of the surveys, all of the polls show the writers don't feel safe. How does this square with that? I didn't realize it's about terrorism, but whatever. But, that, but they're trying to confuse the public, right? Yes, what exactly. Yeah, and and they're going to say, see, the federal government says we're safe. Well, <laughs> yeah, now, we all love the TSA, don't we? <laughs> yeah, the TSA says we're safe. There you go. Right. Um, but, you know, and again, this is not a deficiency on the on the men and women who actually are on the platforms from LAPD, Long Beach PD, Sheriff's Department. I mean, it's because of them you don't have more homicides and shootings on those trains and buses. Now, this Operation Safe Travel that we highlighted yesterday, uh, you know, this is the beginning where they're doubling the presence of armed and uniformed security, or the deputies in this case, for 30 days. And then they're going to reassess. Now, they hope that it's kind of like putting a cop car near a, an intersection. Mm -hmm. People slow down. They're kind of hoping that this is a deterrent as much as it is a, a means to get away. The metro people are just letting Vio and Ueva do it. It doesn't seem like they would have been on board. Certainly, this would not have been their idea. No. So what, No, they, they haven't commented. When I asked the sheriff to his face the other day, what does Metro say about Operation Safe Travel? He goes, don't know. They haven't said anything. Really? All they did was send out a release that says... <laughs> this is how the world is run, Yeah, huh? he says, we, I have no idea. No one tells me anything. <laughs> they they gave a six-month extension to the contract, but we've already talked about that. That's more political than anything. Yeah. It's while they you know figure out the terms, because if the sheriff does not win tonight, 51%, mm -hmm. then they know they've got a good shot of unseating him. That's their view. You know, right. That's the board's oh, view. Oh, when it's one-on-one. -on -one yeah, so now, because now they'll rally behind whoever the second-place person might be, and then they'll start working behind the scenes. Because then, because the last thing they want is to be indebted to the sheriff. What a world. Yeah, I saw a story that apparently the Democrats who don't like Villanueva, and he ran as a Democrat in 2018 and got their support, have uh, put uh, all these candidates that are running, they couldn't agree on you know, trying to narrow the field. Against Vietnam. Well, it's such a weird, the whole race is weird because of the people that are running against the sheriff. When you've got the one guy, Eli Vera, who had been, he's like a sieve when it comes to leaking information to the Times.
<laughs> you know, he's been he's been bright, practically a, a, a bureau chief when it comes to leaking oh, information. Uh, we don't the want Times. that guy then. Yeah. yeah, but you know what I mean? But then they turn around and they completely endorse somebody else, mm-hmm. Bob Luna. And right. Bob Luna is a favorite among the board of supervisors because he's malleable, according to sources. Oh, and so right, most of the public doesn't know any of these people. Well, I no. Mean, I mean, Vina Wave has become a superstar. Luna was yeah. Long Beach police. Luna was Long he? Beach PD, but yeah, he that, comes with his own his own uh, case of baggage. Uh, baggage yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> all right, Steve. Very good. Yeah, Steve. Yes, thank you very much. They actually had an award ceremony for that. Uh, all right. Yep. Yep. They got an award for security on the trains and buses with fruit cup. Yeah, uh, yeah. When we come back, we will talk about the uh, massing migrants at the border headed this way. And Kamala Harris is ready to announce, oh, I guess she did, a big plan to invest in Central American countries. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the answer. Okay, more coming up. John and Ken show. Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.